I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I've been out walking again. Steady. Yeah. And, um, you know, spotting, as you do. Mm. I mentioned a little while ago when we were talking about this, um, the Saab on the back of the truck. Oh, yes. Is there an update for this, is there? There is an update for this. The oh. Saab has gone. Saab's gone? Saab's what about gone. The, what about your, your, your truck? Is that the still... The truck is still there and hasn't moved, but it now has a different car on the back. Okay. So when you say the truck hasn't moved, do you think it's moved to go and collect this new vehicle, or do you think... It doesn't... Someone... I have no evidence that it hasn't moved, but it is in exactly the same place. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't look like it's moved. Um, right, go on then. So, what, what what's on board now? Well, another car which is suspiciously clean and shiny. Only now it's not a Saab; it's a Vauxhall Vectra, which of course is interesting because underneath, oh, it's the same Saab platform. Is a Vauxhall Vectra? Yes, that's right. Oh so dear, Vauxhall Vectra is there. It's the uh, it's a later model. Vectra. It's the one that came after the one that had the mirrors that was kind of sculpted into the bonnet. Do you remember those? Oh, I do. I tell you, here you go. This is really sad. Um, <laughs> I was at the London Motor Show when that that was the first Vectra when it got released. That was the first Vectra? Yes. So what's on it must be a Mark II. Yeah. And I got. I, I got. We went to the Vauxhall stand and we had a look at it, and we got the yeah little pack from from the man and it had you'll like this as well because this would have been oh 95 96 something like that okay yeah and in the pack was a cd rom <laughs> classic uh, but the uh the sticker on the cd rom was a bird's eye shot of the wing mirror they were very proud of it then is, yeah, they were, and that was its only redeeming feature. That I was the best bit of the car. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone can be agreed on that. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd like that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, anyway, it's not one of those. It's the it's the next one. And again, it looks in really good nick. It's nice and shiny and clean, but it's strapped to this back the back of this truck, and it's been there because I've again I've seen it a few times, and it's been there for another week, ten days probably. Hmm. Just strapped to the back of it again. I don't. I cannot work out what's going on there. Didn't we? Either you or I looked it up. You nor, did. Ne- yeah. Neither the truck or the Saab had an MOT. No, that's right. I, I can only assume the, uh, the the vector is lacking as well. Then I haven't checked, but yes, I would imagine. Um, mm. Otherwise, why would it be on the back of the truck rather than on the road? But I mean, yeah, mm, it's a bit I... iffy. Like you say, as if it's if it's in reasonably good condition, why why are these cars being plonked on the back of it and just sort of left? Where uh, where are they, where are they going? Yes, well, that's quite. Where are they coming from? Well, the mystery knowing, continues. Knowing the area where you've spotted it, I mean, well, probably I'm sure it was fine and reputable. Oh, I'm not suggesting for a moment that there's anything uh, untoward going on. No, I'm sure it's all perfectly above board. <laughs> Um, we'll skim over the fact that it doesn't have a, any tax or an MOT and it's parked on the road. We'll, we won't worry about that. Um, but um, I suppose technically the car on the back isn't on the road 
that might that, be all right. But I don't know if that's a grey area or not. I don't know. No, that's a good question. I suspect it is a grey area. The Vectra is, in fact, grey. So, um, oh, just to make it that bit more interesting. Getting a bit literal, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. So there it was. Uh, Saab gone. Vectra arrived. Um, oh, dear. I mean, well, no one's going to get excited about that. They're not. Uh, unlike the Saab, which is, you know, something you might actually be, you know, quite interested in and might be mm. quite desirable, I can't see you being interested in a Vectra. No, 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 no one, no one's got excited about it. No, no. well, certainly not since um, touring cars and Vectras flying around in the mid to late nineties. Yeah, that, that is the only time you'd find them interesting, though. Isn't yeah, it? other otherwise it's oh, fallen asleep. I remember. Yeah. Remember being at school, and um, it was well, must have been quite late on in school, actually. And a friend of mine, he had an older brother, and he'd 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 bought a a Nova GSI and had that for a little Ooh, while. Okay, so, and that it was in wonderful conditions. I remember it was on an H plate, really really nice condition. And he thought, no, it's time for an upgrade. So yeah, his brother thought, well, I know what I'll do. I'll get a Vectra. Oh dear! Why would you go from a wonderful oh. hot hatch to? It was a gold Vectra as well. Oh, oh, lovely! And he he bought some hideous wheels for it, like too big, really, really too big, too big. Yeah. And all you could see was, what is that? Oh, it's the tiny brake discs, highlighted <laughs> by the fact that there are only five very small <laughs> spokes. Oh, oh dear! Oh dear, that's bad. Yes. I worked for a company once that had a Vectra as a company car. Oh dear! And someone borrowed it one weekend. Somebody who worked for the car. I don't mean it was stolen. Somebody from the company <laughs> um, borrowed it for a weekend uh, and somehow managed to roll it. It's because it's boring. He would have fallen asleep. Oh, of course, yes. yes, yes. Or it was so awful that he wanted to crash. You know, to to end it. It's like a self-harming thing. <laughs> well, I said maybe, maybe it was just taking one for the team. Again, if I if I write it off, then no one then has to endure this gone. again. Yeah. Yes. That's right. And then you. It the... must die. Mm. <laughs> Enough of this. Just imagine yes. a disappointment when the insurance company arranged for a whole new one to turn up. No, they didn't. They replaced it with a Mark Five Ford Escort Estate. I mean, yep. better, but. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> no, indeed. Oh, God. Not I'm a not. lot. My dad had a Mark V. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. it, so was, it was fine. But I took one thing, the central locking on that bloody thing. Oh, uh, was it bad? Oh, I remember once he said, because um, he used to work away quite a bit, but he, it was a Friday morning, and he said, oh, I'll run you to school. I went did. out to the car. It was it was winter, so pop pop the key in the lock and turn, and then all of the funny noises and no unlocking because it all frozen. Um, so the only option, if we wanted to use the vehicle in question, was climb in through the boot. Of course, absolutely wonderful. Oh, quality! What's even better than that was the locks hadn't un uh, hadn't unfroze by the time we got to school. 
Oh, out, no. out you get through the boot. Back out through the boot. That's a, that's a good look, isn't it? Yeah. That's the way to uh, arrive. Absolute tit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't blame my dad for that. That's just. No, he didn't build the car. No, no, no. But no. Oh. But he did buy it. I think that was a company car, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he parted with actual money for it. No, I think that's best. Yes, no, no, dreadful, dreadful thing. Well, on the subject of dreadful Fords, or at least inexplicable Fords, or at least Fords I had forgotten existed. Well, where's this going? Something else I spotted on a a walk this week. Not seen it before, so I don't don't think it... uh, It's not been around where I've been walking, but... A Mark, oh now, Mark <laughs> uh, two or three Ford Focus. Mm-hmm. Not not unusual, you might say. No, no, uh, plenty of them around. This was the convertible. I'd forgotten Ford did a convertible Focus. Oh, for the love of God! Yeah, it's the one with the folding roof, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Metal hard top folding roof. I'd oh. f- I had completely forgotten it existed. But it was part of the side of the road, dark red with a black interior. And I th- I approached it from the rear and um, I thought, that's a funny looking thing. What is that? And then it suddenly dawned on me. Oh, yeah, they did do one of those, didn't they? they did. I don't think it was a big seller. It wasn't <laughs> a massive seller. No. And this is a strange fact to remember, but I remember Auto Express gave it one star. <laughs> that was very kind, <laughs> but oh. I know someone who's who's got a golf convertible, but the 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 later one that was very much like the Focus in that they gave it a bit of a boot. Was that the golf one, or was it an EOS? Oh, it may have been an EOS actually. Yeah, again, not a big seller, I don't think. No, I tell you what, as well about that Focus, I use the words very loosely, styled by <laughs> Pininfarina. No. Mm-hmm. No, that's not possible. Yeah, you, if you look um, on the, uh, the the three-quarter behind the door, uh, the panel down by the wheel arch, you got the Pininfarina badge. But it must have been the work experience, boy, surely. <laughs> it's not a looker. No. And it's one of those ones, if you yeah. look at the side profile, it's very, very awkward. But you look at yeah. it and go, is the boot bigger than the bonnet? <laughs> it's close, isn't it? Mm. It's close. It's a very strange thing. To have taken a car that actually was reasonably proportioned and not you know, bad looking for a mass market car and then do that to it. And it's all wrong. Um, but I had completely forgotten they ever did one. You see so few of them. Well, it's best to block it out. Um, yeah, I'm going to get some therapy and try and um, uh, that and the Vectra in one walk. I was was a rough day. Oh dear, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's not automotive treats, is it at all? No, you don't need that. Put no, me right you, off. No, you're no. scraping the barrel, there, mate. But then I did see a, um, a Jaguar S Type, which you know cheered me up a little bit. Oh yeah, well you you have a soft spot, well sometimes soft spot for S Types. Uh. Yes, <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. I do. I do. Yes, it's a controversial opinion, um, but I, I quite like the S type much as I quite like the Rover seventy five. But we've discussed that at great length before. Well, I think both fine choices, to be honest. Hmm. Here's something I found out recently. 
Mm. Did you know Ian Callum had a hand in the Rover 75? No, I didn't. No, I didn't until recently, but apparently he did. Um, particularly the estate version, the Tourer. Apparently oh, yeah. he is. He did the back end of it. He's. It's kind of like a. You know, when you get an uncredited actor in a film, some big actor <laughs> does a cameo, and the, but they won't have their name on the credits. Mm. Apparently, he his name is not anywhere on it, but he did help out the guy who designed it, and he did the he did the back end just as like a one off job. Oh, okay, huh. and he looks at it now. And the only thing he's got a problem with is the chrome strip down the sides. He said it's not needed. It's extra. Mm, well, it's... it's too much, and it shouldn't be there. But he uh... that, he didn't do that bit. I suppose, mind you, there's, there's plenty of chrome kicking about on those. Oh, yeah. I'd love a yeah. bit of that. They love... Well, it was all about the chrome, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, apparently Ian Callum designed the back end of the Rover 75 Tourer. Pop that in the useless facts, but I like Absolutely. that enormously. Yes, that goes in the pervy facts file. Yes, yes, Absolutely. yes. Yeah, we'll we keep like a bit that. of that. You've been on about your lockdown stroll updates. Mm. Uh, I, I remember I mentioned I spotted a 205. Um, you did, yes. I don't have a huge update on it, but I do have a vintage for you now. Oh, it, right. it, it was on an M plate and it was a Mardi Gras. Blimey. Yes, there you go. So that's. Um, and it's, I, I did a quick check, it's it's MOT'd, it's in use. Blimey. It's not in tip-top repair, but it's usable, and people wow. are using it, so fair play. Well, on the subject of old Peugeots that people are using, I yeah. saw, again, on this same walk, it was a weird <laughs> day, um, a Peugeot 405 estate Christ. with a load, load, load of ladders on the roof. <laughs> uh, roof rack, loads of gubbins in the back. It looked like someone was, you know, like a tradesman was using it, a you know, painter and decorator or someone like that was wow. actually using it. Um, well, as long as it doesn't rot away, that that will keep on chugging. That w- it will mechanically solid, absolutely. It'd be the bodywork that would let that down, but it looked really tidy. But as I say, with all the stuff on it, it really looked like somebody was was dailying it for for work for a business fair play yeah i I bet that was one of those agricultural diesels as well wasn't it it was a bit chuggy oh i bet yeah a bit of the ugga dugga there was (laughs) there was a good clatter with it yes as it chugged past yeah that's fine that that just means it's working not billows of smoke out the back though so fair play um okay well yeah that that engine will carry on that's the engine will yes yeah that'll that'll last all of us Mm. (laughs) the rest of it i'm not so sure about um but no there it was very good i like that i did i did have another spot the other day actually and it was not looking healthy this particular example (laughs) right it was uh matte black with a red roof and it's a vehicle that I have not seen in a, a long time. It was a, uh, a a Vauxhall MIDI camper van. Blimey. Yeah, I can, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Mm. And it had it, it had the uh, the uh, grotty bull bars on the front that a lot of them had as well. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah. It 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 was not a good example. I'm not convinced it's in working order. <laughs> right it wasn't right. operating then. no i didn't have time to have a, a, a look at, at plates and mot history but i'll um on the next stroll i'll uh i'll head in that direction again very reminiscent of the toyota hiace 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's certainly similarities there. Mm. Another one you know, used to be everywhere, but you don't see them anymore. But and, and unless you've got a friend called Phil who had one for a while, of course, of course. You forgot he had one of those, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, well, again, the therapy had helped block it out. It's fine. Well, I mean, you, you didn't even ever get in it. You that was a flat out refusal. I absolutely no, but he did bring it round and park it on my driveway once. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Dawn was quite concerned it was going to leak everywhere. Um, but, um, <laughs> I don't recall that it did, at least. Uh, well, Phil might have, but I don't think the van did. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, there's a funny one about leaking on driveways. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Ben's Mustang. Well, that's not a total shock now, is it? It's it's not. And um, the, the story in question was, uh, uh, I believe his neighbours were going on holiday. They, I'm sure they were doing something to the house or having some work done, which meant they needed the, their driveway empty while it was going on. And conveniently, it was while their neighbours were on holiday, and he asked the neighbours, would you mind if I uh, pop the Mustang on your driveway while you're away? Okay. And they said, no, not at all, not, not a problem. Um, but the uh, the guy said, it obviously leaks. Do you mind just bung in some cardboard under it or something like that <laughs> and he said yeah not a not problem would have done that anyway yeah of course yeah not not an issue so fair enough fair uh, enough ben, ben popped out uh he i think well he was using it as his daily then <laughs> truth and uh he decided i think it was a tesco's run 60s mustang <laughs> well i mean fortunately his commute is on train so it, it it's it's not like he was okay. driving it to work but it was okay if he needed to go to the shops it was still take a mustang it was, it was the stang right okay so yeah he popped to sainsbury's or tesco's or whatever it was and uh, came back and thought well i'll bring it on the driveway now saves me a job okay and he, he popped it on there and sort of oh, no better straighten that up bit of maneuvering and the power steering pump went Mm, I'm just going to shit myself. Oh, Emptied huh. the fluid just all over the driveway. Oh no! Oh, no, uh, no little bit of cardboard's going to deal with that. No. Oh no! Go and get a bucket of sand. <laughs> they they had to get industrial on that, and I think they even had people out to deal with it. Oh dear! So that cost him quite a lot in parking fees. Then. Yeah. <laughs> An awful lot of cash was spent on remedying the situation, which Airing his neighbour's driveway, mm. and it was a it was a nice brick one as well. So, oh, that, so that got easy. everywhere. So easy to deal with. Yes. Oh, ruined it. After a Twitter post the other day that made me think that's the basis of an excellent topic. <laughs> What, if, well, if any, I'm, I'm making an assumption here, but I think you'll have some contenders. What are your favourite concept cars? Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, you've, you've, you've done a thing there, haven't you? I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it now. Uh, okay, oh, well, I'm, I'm pleased to see there's one on the list. That's amazing. Uh, there is certainly one on the list, yeah, and you won't be surprised which manufacturer it comes from. I think it's a Jaguar. Uh, do you think it might be a Jaguar? Is the, I think the, the, I've, before you say it, I'd, I'd quite like to have a guess. Oh, as to which is. one it might be? Yeah, ah, I'd really, I'd really like do. to try please and pin do. it down. Please so, do. Have you found the one in question? 
I have just Googled it and found its its actual name. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a punt on this and say it's a modern one, and it's a CX75. No. Oh, right. Incorrect. Well, we'll now I I know why you've chosen that one. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. <laughs> we'll come back to that. That's a whole thing in itself. Um, no, that's not the one I was thinking of. No. Now, the one okay. I'm thinking of uh, was a saloon. Oh, go on then. Uh, it was codenamed the B99. I hope this and... is a new one on me. I'm going in. Yeah, you go, you go in and check that out. It was uh, a concept. It was done for them by uh, one of the big design houses. Just found um, it. Batoni. Yeah. Batoni, indeed. It had. It was reminiscent Oh, it had elements of XJ. It had elements of XJS. Yeah, truly, that that is a car I wished they'd made. It was truly gorgeous. I, I remember this concept now. Maybe yeah. show it to me. That would be yeah, that pretty top of my list. I think that one as as cars that should have been and never were. That is absolutely glorious. That is that's, really quite lovely. That is my idea of a that that's a car. <laughs> that's a car i would go into a lot of debt i mean it was a while ago but it was quite late on in jaguar history yes you oh know, yes absolutely. i think that was when they have a bit of a revamp because we'd already had the xf at that point we'd had the xf i think we were about to get the new xj and i think they were teasing people now the new xj the callum xj was 2010 i think yeah, I think it could be right. I just that came out, and I think I'm just trying to see uh, this one. Oh no, I tell a lie. This concept was from 2013, so they had done the XJ by that point. Um, this is oh, it really should. You're right. It should have been made. Yeah, that should have been the, the new XJ. That should have been the new XJ. I'd forgotten about this one. Excellent choice. No, oh, very good. <laughs> Very good. I'm not asking yeah. you to just pick one though. So I'm, I'm you can come Ooh, up with some other contenders. I can do some more, right? Okay, I'm gonna have to have a think. Yeah, when I wrote it down on my list, I'd said concept cars. So, oh, I've got another it. one. I've got another one. Go on then, got another <laughs> one already. This one's bang up to date. This mm -hmm. is bang up to date. This is from uh Honda. It was launched. Sorry, it wasn't launched, it was never launched. It was <laughs> unveiled alongside what has become the Honda E, mm -hmm. the little hatch. Yeah. And alongside that, they showed a sports car, which I believe was inspired by the 2000 GT. And well, it, was, okay. it was called the Honda Sports EV concept. It was an all-electric, which they've never made, and everybody wants them to. I think I do remember this. Yes, like you say, it does have a whiff of the 2000 GT. Uh, which is definitely. A little absolutely. bit naughty, wrong, yeah. wrong Japanese brand, but wrong brand, matter. absolutely. But it does, doesn't it? Mm. It absolutely does. Um, yeah, the proportions and the and the, the lines, particularly mm. those sort of pumps and the, the wheel arch. The fact that they showed it in white, of course, and mm. we all know the car in white because of you only live twice. But everybody wants them to make that, and I, I believe they've said they they're not going to, and they went with the little hatchback instead, which is fine in itself and i know what they're trying to do they hop back to the old civic but the yeah the the sports ev concept yeah again yeah that that one that one does it very very nice mm. excellent choice i hadn't considered either brilliant 
very good perfect yeah. perfect no i yeah that is that honda now you now you show it i think yes they've is... got it they, they absolutely should make that they absolutely should make yeah. that they've, they've got a bit of bit of form for that because the oh god what was it can't remember the name of the bloody thing crz oh that rings a bell that was 2010 i want to say okay early early on but it was that little hybrid great looking car Mm. fun little thing and that actually obviously that made the light of day that was a production car you think it's got to be in the similar ilk isn't it small two-seater so yeah i think why would they make that sports ev concept that's lovely they really should make that that would that would sell in such colossal numbers and the problem with the Honda E, which they are making, um, I think it's a lovely little thing, but it only does 130 miles range, and it costs over 30 grand. That's mm. not competitive now. No, it's. But I, I, I genuinely don't think that will hold back sales. It probably won't. I mean, the Mini has the same problem. That only does 134 miles, I think. Mm. Um, although it is considerably cheaper than the Honda, <laughs> so you mm. know, fair dues. No, it probably won't. It would stop me buying it, um, but I am not the vast car buying public, so that's fair <laughs> enough. If you're looking for a cute little city car and you are not that bothered about range, I think it's a lovely little thing. And it's a Honda, so it will be built well and it'll work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always do. Well, I've, I've had two Hondas. So I mean, I know we discussed one being my worst car. That wasn't really... The fault of it being a Honda. No, it no, was that genius. was not. That was not the issue. No. No, um, uh, but my Civic was was fine. They're, they're absolutely fine cars. But one they, of these, one of these, I mean, the the Honda E, like I said, that that's got a bit of character to it. So you can see yeah. that being an endearing thing. And, I think yeah, so. It's it's got the Japanese cutesy cutesy thing going on in mm. spades. But they absolutely should make the sports version. They absolutely should. Um, yep, it, it'll yep. be a crime if we don't get that car. Mm. Have you got any others that are on your mind? There is one other, which is not. Uh, again, it's a modern one, and I'm sure if I dug around long enough, I'd find some from the dim and distant. But the uh, VW ID Buzz, which is their all-electric take on the original VW. Well, the microbus, as it was called in America, yes. but the, the camper over here. I believe, I mean, it is only a concept up to this point, but I believe they are going to make it. Yes, um, I've heard that. We're a year or two off and it will be. Yes. I, I mean, it's bound to not be exactly what we've seen. I know the one you, I know exactly the one you're talking about. You know the about. one I mean. Yeah, um, you know the one I mean. But it, it makes so much sense because you may as well hark back to your heritage there because. It's an ideal platform for it. Well, Just... and they're still so popular. And people, the number of people that do camper conversions from VW vans, mm-hmm. um, VW themselves are missing a trick by not producing a camper. Um, I mean, they'll kind of, there, there is a huge market around, you know, there's companies all over the place turning VW vans into campers, you know, mm. um, and have been for years. Westphalia and the, the Devon conversions that used yeah, to yeah. be around, very, very popular. Yeah, I think mean, VW should do that themselves. And if they can do it on their new all-electric platform, then, yeah, why not? Definitely, yeah. No, no, another good shout. 
Mm. So yeah. a couple of couple of modern ones there, and a, a slightly older one, but um, those those are the three that uh, that immediately come to mind. Yes, yes, because um, when I spotted it, I started going on on a bit of a rummage for for some cars that I remember. Yeah, and there are, there are a couple from the nineties that were a bit of a standout. Okay, the first being possibly the best looking Lamborghini that was never made. That was the, you may remember, it was the Lamborghini Carla. I don't I'm entirely sure that's how it's pronounced. It was the C-A-L-A. Oh, okay. And it, and it was it was meant to be the original V10 Lamborghini. Oh, I see. Well, no, I say that, actually. There was one, there was, there was a concept that predated it, actually, ne- neither of which made it to the light of day until we got to the Gallardo. I was going to say, it looks quite... Gallardo-ish. There's also sort of elements of um, McLaren F1 about it, especially mm. the back end. Uh, interesting. A smaller Lambo. Yes. And, I mean, it was one of those... I don't think it, I've ever seen that. It was. It, I remember it, it entered my consciousness because it was it was in Need for Speed 2. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and we just, I remember looking at it and going... Good God, what is it? I want it. Uh, and <laughs> right, you found it didn't exist. Found it didn't exist. I found it in car magazines because it was it. It was I think in the game. I don't even think it was. I'm not sure it was even listed as Lamborghini. I think it was listed as Ital Design. Okay, but it was it was a Lamborghini concept. Yeah, it was done for them. Um, yeah, and go, uh, this may be way off, but like I said, it it, it was from another concept because the Lamborghini toyed with the V10 idea, I think in late eighties, which was mm. the, oh, this is a bit, I might get wrong. The P140 concept. Okay. Which was very eighties in its styling. But Ooh. again, it, yeah, never, isn't it? Yeah. It came to light of day. Okay. Um, Interesting. And I think both cars, both the, that that P140 and the, and this Carla, they came. They both suffered from a, a a kind of odd rear end. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, they are a bit peculiar at the back. Yeah, it, it's not only sort of the 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 rear uh, of it, uh, as in the, the sort of lights and exhaust and all that. It was, it was the height of it as well. Yeah, got, the, yeah. I've got a feeling there was a packaging issue, and I think <laughs> possibly was. Uh, gearbox underneath engine. Oh, that is going to make it quite tall, isn't it? Yeah, yes. I think I, I might be wrong on that. That's no, going from a very weird old. There were memory. a lot of cars of that era that had big back ends. Yeah, because you remember again in the similar sort of visually a similar sort of thing. This obviously this the car I'm going to mention made it. Uh, do you remember the Suzetta V16? Ooh. Oh, you might have got me there. No, I'm not sure I do. Because I think, while classed as a production car, not very many were ever made. Right. Uh, and I still think you can buy one. I Blimey. still think you can contact them and and get one. Uh, have one. Because oh, it was a yeah, very, I've just looked it up. Yeah, again. An incredibly yeah, big, 90s thing. Uh, that's got a real Zonda feel to it. Uh, I think it was a, a design by uh, Gandini. Okay. Uh, and it was 
it came off the back of someone who used to work at Lamborghini. Right. Uh, so much so, I think the the V16 engine was two Lamborghini V8s, essentially joined together, glued together. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The the certainly the because it's got a whiff of the Diablo about it as well. It does. Yeah, it does. The back of it almost has a slight BMW M1 feel to it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, you Which can... of course is a is a concept that a car that perhaps should have stayed as a concept, but oh, um, controversial! Very, yes, <laughs> controversial, controversial. Because <laughs> um, wasn't that a tie up with Lambo, the M1? Wasn't it? It was not meant to be a BMW. It was designed for. Uh, yes, is that right? Or have I made that up? No, you n- you've not made that up. There was definitely a Lamborghini tie up on that. Yeah. I think there was. It was meant to go racing, but by the time it was ready, they changed the rules and it didn't qualify anymore or something, and it was a, basically an enormous cock-up. Yeah, that was it. I'm, I'm sure it was, like you say, meant to be racing, was going to be like a homologation special type yeah. thing, and, and that was it. By the time it was ready, they couldn't race it because they changed the regulations, and yeah, it was a bit of... So when I say perhaps shouldn't have been, I don't mean anything against the car itself. It's just the whole way it came into being was a, a bit of a balls up mm. but it did end up uh going racing did it yes it not as intended up, but not as intended i'm sh- again this may be way off uh but i think it ended up being a one make series <laughs> well, they invented their own race series mm. so they could race it okay I got, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that was a thing. <laughs> you might well be right. Yes, you might well be right. Yeah, yeah some lovely thing. Um, Very lovely thing. You've picked some real obscure choices there. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, uh, my next one is a bit more. Well, it's from a mass market brand, and this okay. is one that I, I. I I remember all of the press about it at the time. I remember, I'm sure there was even a photo shoot at Le Mans. I was young enough to be just going, why is this not a thing? And my <laughs> dad telling me they're not going to make it. I was so angry. <laughs> uh, that was the Ford GT90. Ooh, Absolutely nice. wonderful. Oh, I've seen this. Yes. Okay, I didn't know what it was called, but I know the one you mean now, yeah. Mm. It doesn't look right with the Ford Oval on the front, does it? Just brilliant. Every shape about that thing, so I, it still appeals to the child in me, that is it, is. it is the car you would have drawn aged seven, mm. <laughs> I think. Yeah. And I just remember being so cross that when it was you never were told gonna... that they were never going to do it. Mm. Yeah, so much that is an unusual thing for Ford, isn't it? That mm. very yeah. of its time, very of its time. Yeah, incredibly nineties, and then yeah. think, I mean, ultimately they they got round to doing the the GT recreation. Yes, of course, mid two thousands, which or... were wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was lovely. Um, yeah, they, I really they like super, those supercharged yeah. V8s when they were yeah. just a bit more sensibly sized. They were terrific. <laughs> I really like those. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, there's a few you can. You know, there's a few knocking around now on eBay and whatever, but still silly money. Uh, yeah, not for us. 
No, not for the likes of me and you, I'm afraid. No, and all no. the tremendous press from Mr. Clarkson owning one. Well, the press started off tremendous. <laughs> he was so excited. Has it arrived it yet? Nope. Then it arrived and never worked. Like, oh, dear. It was late. It cost more than it was supposed to. It kept breaking. Mm. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster, that car, wasn't it, for him? It was. But, I mean... But he still loved it. No, yeah, that, that I was just going to say the same thing. It was... No matter how much of a cock-up it was, it was still... Yeah. still it, he still had that sort of feel that it was brilliant for him. It was perfect for him, actually. It fitted him very well, mm. uh, I always thought. And... Mm. Um, I really like those. I, I have one in my my diecast collection. I have a red uh, GT40, but they but they were they were done at the right time. They were absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. Um, I I know that they've subsequently we've had another one now, but I thought the first one was very true to the original. I know it was a bit bigger. Well, that that's it. Yes, but it had to be to make it usable. <laughs> but, um, that's it. Only small people could fit in the original one. I mean, yes. that that's why we ended up with that that kind of double bubble effect on the roofs. That was so people could get in it and yeah. have helmets. Probably. So people could actually get in it and take it racing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so they had to make the new one a little bit bigger, but it was all nicely proportioned and it it worked. I thought. I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah, really it did. good that Ford did that. Yeah, I mean, and the the very latest one. I mean, I'm not as not as much of a fan of that one. No, I'm not. Um, I think it looks less like um, what it started with. That's it, but... and and the whole the whole thing of getting it back racing again was a bit of a farce as well. Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, because at the time when it actually got back into Le Mans, it was questionable whether you could call it a production car and. It, it, yeah, it what it it won that first time out. And you think, well, oh, this is just a bit. It, you could. It was almost. I mean, at Le Mans, the top class are prototype cars, and you could accuse this at the time of being a full-on prototype car. It was. It was ridiculous. I mean, it didn't win outright or anything like that, but it it, it wiped the floor with the GT class that it was in. Right. And you think that this is sort of. You, there's meant to be some sort of road. Uh, yes. Noise concept going on here but yeah it was yeah, yeah stretching and, and v6 as well i'm all right okay <laughs> yeah it's if it's an american car put a v8 in it yes don't, don't tit about no i've <laughs> no, got the indeed. right amount of cylinders back in your no box. you can't do that can you no you can't do that interesting choices there mm. very interesting there is one other prototype i feel i should mention I'm, I'm curious. I've got a backup one here because you've not mentioned you? one that I think you will have meant, should mention, really. Oh, well, unless I'm about to. Oh, go on then. <laughs> um, and that would be the DeLorean prototype. Nope, nope. Again, completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> good. The DeLorean, pro of which I believe there were two, um, mm -hmm. one of which still exists. And it was the car that John DeLorean used to try and sell the idea and get investment and get people involved. And it was really good by all accounts. It was everything that the production car should have been. Uh, it was mid-engined. It had um, a crash-resistant understructure. Mm -hmm. It had airbags. It was it was really, you know, cutting edge. 
And one by one during the production process, Lotus threw out all the good things about it <laughs> until you ended up basically with an esprit um, with a stainless steel shell. Which yeah, is what you ended up with. yeah. Yes. Uh, and a Renault engine. So, but the, the DeLorean prototype uh, was, was really clever and uh, could have been fantastic. If the production car had ended up anything like the prototype, um, it, would have been, it would have been fantastic. But mm. uh, sadly, it was not to be. Uh, one of them still exists. Uh, one of the original prototypes still exists. I believe it's in a museum in Ireland, I think. I'm just going to look that up because I might okay. be, talking, yeah, might be well, talking complete bobbins. I've definitely seen pictures of it. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that that's a slight, it becomes a slightly different topic of going, well, yes, it became a production car, but there was a, a, a prototype that preceded it. And you think back to cars that made it into production, but their prototypes were more appealing. Yeah, I mean, I think that probably happens quite a lot. It's actually in a museum in Pennsylvania, not Ireland. I was incorrect. Ah, uh, missed um, slightly. Yes, slightly <laughs> off. Yes, slightly off. No, that, but that's it, fine. It still, it still exists. The the original um, DeLorean prototype. Yeah, that um, that is an interesting subject, isn't it? Cars that uh, prototypes that did get made, but they were yes whittled down to such an extent, which is yeah. certainly true of the DeLorean. Um, yeah, definitely. And a bit along the similar lines, remember, we, we touched on it uh, in another topic, actually, but the, the XJ220. Yeah, yeah. Again, that, that all went a bit wrong, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, no V12, no four-wheel drive. No. None of the scissor doors. It was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, a, it missed a bit. I mean, for me, it still hit by a mile. I love that thing. But, yeah, um, I think I think that's a lot of people do, don't they? But it, yeah. it isn't what was promised. One car that was that made it into mass production and and harked back to its prototype quite nicely. But I still think the design of the prototype just still wins out slightly for me. It was the original Boxster prototype? Oh, okay. I absolutely adore that thing because the production Boxster I've always thought is a little bit unbalanced um in the way it looks i I think the back end doesn't quite work have a little look at that one because i i I remember that being in the car magazines at the time and thinking yes that is lovely yeah that does work better doesn't it i've just found a picture of someone who's turned a porsche Porsche boxster into a um, 356 speedster um, replica Uh, (laughs) that's just pornography Yes. So I'm going to turn that off. But um, because yeah. I mean, when you look at that box to the the prototype of it, there's so much in that that I look at and think that puts me in mind of James Dean and the 550 Spider. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Actually, mm. it's there, isn't it? Ah, oh, you may have. Yeah, that is interesting. That's yeah. Again, they've. It's yeah. The production car is not as good, is it? <laughs> it's not. And don't be wrong. I I like a boxer, but the, the the prototype. And I get why they would have never have made it all the way through to the final car. But good yeah. heavens, that is it's a lovely little thing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? What starts off as the sort of idealistic design. 
and then the engineers get at it and the accountants get at it and the production people get at it and then the management have to sign off on it and it goes through all these processes and it just sort of gets quite often you know there's Mm. a lot of dumbing down goes on isn't there yeah oh you can't do that because that's you know it's going to cost twice as much you need to use this version of the part that we've already got because it's going to be cheaper and you know things like that a lot of part sharing and you know how does it fit into the range and how we're going to market it and um, how you know you've got this curve on the back that means we're going to have to stamp new panels for it, and if you don't have that curve, we can use the panels we've already got. Yeah, there's a lot of that goes on, and it all gets whittled down, or you'll never get that past the safety legislation or something like that. It's, it's exactly it. But I mean, we look back at it now and go, to be honest, it's probably the car that saved Porsche. Yes, it probably is. That's it's... probably fair to say. Yeah, I mean, they were not in a good state, and that car transformed them. Well, it was accessible, wasn't it? Mm. That's the key. And they didn't really have anything that was accessible up to that point. They'd become become the rich man's toy. And you can't, you certainly can't be mass market if you're selling a rich man's toy. Well, that's Um, it. And you think at the time, you think, well, it it all had that, that yuppie thing about it. Yeah. And then you've got the colossal market crash and an overnight Porsche went, Oh, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> you could just hear them. Yes. Yeah. And you that, that car them. that car really did it for them. I mean, I remember I remember reading by the time it came out in what was it? Uh I think I think released to the concept probably ninety three, ninety four, something like that, and then a real car by ninety six. People were selling their place in the queue. You know, yeah, they were tripping over themselves to get these cars. I'm trying to think if um, any more sort of homegrown ones. Jaguar are not. Uh, well, I mean, they haven't really had the money for that sort of thing, have they? No, I mean, I've got I've got two waiting in the wings, which lead beautifully into Bond. Oh, well, I feel you should then. Obviously, we had we had the brief mention at the beginning there, where I thought you were going to go for the. Um... Ah, yes, the CX. Yes, I thought you were going to go there, but you didn't. I didn't. Uh, which also suggests the uh, DB10 as well. Yes, which never got made. It was only ever in the film. We got the DB11, which is very, very close to it. Yeah, yeah, there's certainly similarities. But the DB10, yeah, never, never happened. That was, I believe, the first time car had been made for a Bond film that then never went into production. I mean, the Toyota GT, the 2000 GT, technically, at the time, that was the only one, Mm. but it did later go into production. The DB10 never did. It's nice that it was held for them. But what would Aston Martin be without Bond? Yeah, but it was just just an interesting thing they did. They sort of took a whole model number out just for that. Just for Bond. Yeah, mm. I mean, that is that is pretty cool. Mm. That is pretty cool. I mean, several of their models in the past are so associated with Bond. But, but like I suppose say, build, yeah. building a few is actually not that difficult. It's mass-producing. Like you say, it's it heavily influenced the 11, and you just get the yeah. feeling it... It was it. an 11 prototype, wasn't it? Yeah, really? that, that's it. It's the one that you'd never get past pedestrian safety and all that sort of caper. Yeah, so quite. you may as well showcase it in a film. On the subject of Aston Martin and yeah, prototypes, 
I read a little while ago that the DB7 was in fact an early JAG F-type concept. Jaguar had been planning a smaller, tighter sports car um, for quite some time. Because the XK was always a GT car. It was always a cruiser. Yes. You wouldn't describe the XK, certainly the the 90s one, as a sports car as such. No. It was a cruiser. Um, and I saw an absolutely mint um, XKR this afternoon. <laughs> nearly had a trouser accident. It was oh, British, British Racing Green. It was oh, absolutely oh immaculate. I can have one of those, apparently. I've been given permission to, to have one of those. Um, you must have that immediately. To get, yeah, make a note. Um, yeah, I'm t- yeah, I read that the DB7 was actually an early F-type concept that Jaguar said, no, we're, we're not going to do this now, or Ford decided, no, you're not going to do this now. But Aston are, are struggling, so um, let's chuck it over there and see what they can do with it. And out of it came the DB7. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean... Mm. It's entirely possible because, I mean, wandering around the Jaguar Heritage Centre, you see so many things that could have been. <laughs> yeah, indeed. They've, they've had several stabs where you're thinking, oh, should we do an F-type? And it, it never... Yeah, it's been on the cards for a long time, mm. much longer than people realise, yeah. Mm. And um, uh, although the DB7 eventually shared a lot of its underpinnings with the XJS... Yes, uh, the the overall uh, and it was the first car i believe designed by ian callum entirely by himself i believe it was the first car that he designed in his career uh, that okay. it was entirely his design was the db7 i mean what a way to start mm, that's a strong start i'll give him it that really really is but yes i believe it was an early f-type concept because uh, so. i mean it's, it's quite interesting I mean, you think the db7 as well is that the f- First, what you'd probably call mass-produced Aston. Everything preceding that was still very much hand-built. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was the first one, I believe, under Ford ownership. Um, I, I, I might say that the the Vantage and the Virage and the, the V... Oh, uh, you might be right. The, yeah, uh, 550 and 600, I think. They may think, have been involved in the transition because sometimes you look at them and go, "Yeah, there are some Ford bits in there, and there's a I've got a feeling that's a Range Rover steering wheel." And well, certainly the DB7 has a um, a Ford Tastic into console, but um, yeah, you might be right. Actually, the tail end of the Vantage may have been Ford. I think mm. it already existed when yes, Ford I th- took yeah. over. Yeah, um, I think so. Certainly, the DB7, I think, might have been the first new model. Yeah, first full one. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right on that. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, a truly glorious car that can be had for not silly money still. Um, (sighs) 12 to 15 15 grand will get you quite a decent DB7 these days. And for an Aston, that's that's not a, a, you know, that's not bad. No, I, I... I remember my friend uh, Ben was he was toying with one. Mm, I have several times. Uh, there, that'll go on the list of of cars that <laughs> who wish we don't, we never have. Yes, no, DB Seven is still on the list. He got he got to a point where he had a he had a budget, and he had a few he whittled down a few cars, and he I remember 
obviously he, he ultimately ended up with his Mustang. Yes. But on the list, I remember he had a, a BMW 635. Oh, solid choice. A DB7. Mm-hmm. A Ferrari 360. Okay. All of these were attainable within his budget. Yeah. But uh, he made some inquiries about looking after these cars. <laughs> yes. Buying it is only the first part. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fair play to him for thinking ahead and not just getting excited. No, that's good. Yeah. No, that's uh, very sensible. That's yeah, very sensible. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, immediately, <laughs> that was. DB7 and Ferrari 360 gone. They are, yeah, they are going to be a bloody nightmare. Yes. Yes. I mean, that, that, that's ultimately why I ended up with a Mustang. I mean, it's a 60s Mustang. Interesting. It's um, uncomplicated. Yeah, true. You can fix it with a hammer and some string, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. That's but true. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, that's, it's not got that's, complicated 90s electronics in it, has it? That's, no. <laughs> no, I, I want the listener, I want to have a caveat for the listener going, by all means, buy one. Good heavens, think about you. You might have to service it at one point in its life. Get it checked over. And uh, certainly with the Aston, at some point, all the electrics are just going to die mysteriously. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to remember with the DB7 and the XK of that era as well, they were both based on very old designs. Very old, yeah. Um, like you say, you very come back old. to XJS. Yeah. yeah, it's a 30-year-old design, you know, when they started. So you have to, yeah, they, they were, and they were both built to a price. Mm. And you think that DB7, that, that, that hung on for a while. did. It did, because they ended up with the GT, didn't they, with the, all the body kit on it and... Oh, it looked a bit vulgar at that point. I'll They'd be gone. Yeah, they were trying a bit too hard. Oh, that. and it ended. Um, they they shoehorned a V twelve in, didn't they? Ooh, did they? I, might... I, oh, good heavens! I'm going to have to check my facts. Ooh, well, you need to check that. I think, chap. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I was not aware if that is true. According to this, it, it was a fit. Would it? It was. They they ended up with V twelves in the end of their life. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That must have been quite a feat of packaging to get it in there. To V12. Where, where, did, good heavens. Well, I suppose, I mean, like you say, XJS underpinnings, they squeezed one in there. So. Oh, true. That was a V12. Yes. Well, one of my, my friends is a, a V12. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, I didn't know that. Didn't know they'd ever done a 12. That must have been a thirsty old thing. <laughs> No one's going to buy it for fuel economy, are they? <laughs> no, I suppose not. The XK was never a 12, was it? That was V8. It was always 8, and then it ramped up to supercharged. <laughs> supercharged V8 on the R version. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But now you mention it, it was never a 12. You think, oh, that's, that's a surprise, actually. That is that. a surprise. Again, that's a model that hung on for quite a long time. And then, of course, they did the facelifted XK, which was... Uh, smaller and quite a different animal. Well, that was that was when they, when when that happened. That was back to a Callum design by then, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, and they were well into the new XF XJ era by then. Yeah, because mm. yeah, I remember indeed. the. Do you remember the sort of the the that sort of baby blue metallic, the concept of it of that yeah, that particular XK, and everyone was like, "Oh, if it looks like that, I'll take my hand <laughs> off." And it, yeah. was, it was virtually identical by the time yeah. it came out. You think, yeah, 
Good heavens. Round of applause for Jaguar. I do remember that. The facelift XK is gorgeous. And I have looked at those seriously because they are, again, um, the non-R versions you can get for very reasonable money now. Just a few grand. And as I said, I do have permission to have one of those. So that is That's a strong... ridiculous. I mean, if you look at those, we, you end up in, um, ooh, what do we call it? The, the James Blunt situation where we live. <laughs> the, uh, having a semi by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> that, um, yeah, it's just pure filth on your driveway, isn't it? Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>